0: Radio, presented by Wizard World. Radio for geeks. Now on Kickstarter, Case File Arkham, Her Blood Runs Cold. Detective Hank Flynn returns for another case that will lead him into the darkest corners of Lovecraft's most cursed city, Arkham, Massachusetts. When an old friend shows up at Flynn's office waving a gun and rambling about the abyss of the Shawgoths, the detective is pulled into a case of love, revenge, and an elite family's generational feud, one which just so happens to involve a cult that is interbred with the spawn of a Sumerian god. Case file Arkham, her blood runs cold. Go to kickstarter.com to pledge your support until September 24th, and be sure to visit casefilearkham.com. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture right here on Wizard World's Con Radio. I am Jeremy Colley and I'm alone in the studio this week as we are taking the week off in lieu of Labor Day. So, as our loyal listeners know, every time we take a day off, we leave you with some more episodes of the Superman Radio Show from the 40s. And the next few episodes you're going to be getting are the beginning of a new story arc called The Black Pearl of Osiris. You're going to be getting episodes 1 through 4. This story arc originally aired in January and February of 1941. It's done in 11 parts, so it's going to be strung out over the next four episodes We uh, where we're not in the studio, where we take off. So, without further ado, I give you episodes 1 through 4 of the Superman radio show, The Black Pearl of Osiris.
3: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Superman! <laughs> And now Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. In our last episode, we heard how, after many adventures in the far West, the case of the howling coyote had been brought to a successful conclusion by Superman. As our episode ended, Kent and Jimmy Olsen had started back for Metropolis Accompanied by Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's newfound friend. As we take up our story once again, we find ourselves in the office of Editor White at the Daily Planet in Metropolis. Editor White is speaking on the telephone. Listen. What's his name? Sidney Rycroft. Yeah. And you say he's a celebrated British explorer? I see. Well, we'll look into it right away. There ought to be a feature story in this. Well, thanks very much for the tip. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Yes, Mr. White?
3: Get in touch with Lois Lane immediately. You'll find her at the annual dinner for the Ladies Historical Society. I've got something important for her to work on.
2: Very well, Mr. White. Oh, by the way, sir, there's someone here to see you.
3: Who? He
2: asked me to withhold his name, Mr. White. What? But he said you'd be very happy to see him. He also said that it's most urgent for him to
3: see you. I'm not in the habit of seeing people who... Oh, very well, I've got a few minutes. Send him in.
4: Yes, sir. Hello there, Chief. What? What? Can't... Clark (laughs) Kent
3: and Jimmy. Well, well, well. (laughs) Glad
4: to see us, chief. I certainly am.
3: I've got a job for you that's got to be covered right (laughs) away. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on here. We just got back in town. We've been away for a long time, remember? I'm not unaware of that, Kent. We've just gotten back from visiting Comanche Joe's ranch out in the far west. Yeah. The stories you've sent back in the case of the howling coyote have been very good. Very good indeed. Thanks. But that job is finished now, and I've got another. Oh, can
5: you beat that,
3: chief? Aren't you? uh, Aren't you going to welcome us home? From an assignment? Why should I? your job, isn't it? Well, am I supposed to throw a party every time you come back from an assignment that takes you out of the city for a while? Well, no, Chief, no. But we thought at least you'd be glad to see us. I am glad to see you. Welcome home. Happy to have you back. Oh, thanks. Now then, this new assignment I've got for you... Now,
5: wait a minute now, wait a minute. Before I do anything for you, Chief, there's something you've got to do for me. Yeah, it's about Tumbleweed Jones.
3: Huh? What? Tumbleweed Jones? Well, who the devil is he?
5: Well, he's a friend of ours, and is he an expert with the bow and arrow?
3: Bow and arrow? Tumbleweed Jones?
5: Kent, what is all this?
3: Well, Chief, Tumbleweed Jones is one of Comanche Joe's ranch hands. He uh, he came back with us to Metropolis, and well, you've got to help us get him out of jail. Get, get him out of jail? And you only got back this morning? You mean to say this, this Tumbleweed Jones is in jail already? Well, it wasn't his fault. No, you see, Chief, he's not used to the city, and well, he doesn't realize that he can't be as free and easy here as he can be out on a ranch. He spoke very nicely to the cop. It was only because the
4: cop
5: pushed
3: him. The, the
4: cop pushed him?
5: Well, why should the cop push him?
2: Uh, well, uh, uh, Tumbleweed
5: pushed the cop. He pushed the cop? Well, uh, it wasn't exactly a push. Because, you see, when the cop fell off his horse, Tumbleweed... Yeah, well, wait a
3: minute. Wait a minute. In the name of heaven, Kent, what is all this? What happened? Give me the story from beginning to end. Well, it was this way, Chief. Tumbleweed was feeling kind of homesick. So he hits a cop. Well, no,
4: no. That's what led
3: up to it. You see, uh, when we got out of the camp at the hotel, Tumbleweed spied a cop on horseback nearby. Well, he hadn't seen a horse in such a long time that he simply had to go up to the cop and talk to him. Well, well... Well, they talked for a few minutes, and then Tumbleweed said that he thought the cop was holding his reins too tightly. He said the horse would get a tough mouth because of holding the reins too tightly.
5: And the cop said he knew how to ride a horse and for Tumbleweed to mind his own business. Good for the cop. Uh, yes, yes. But then Tumbleweed said it was his business because he knows horses and loves them. And then he tried to show the cop how to hold the reins and... That's when the cop told him to go away and sort of pushed him. And he shouldn't have done that to Tumbleweed, Mr. White. That was bad. (laughs) Oh,
3: it was. And
5: why, may I ask? Because Tumbleweed pushed him back. With his fist, sort
3: of. Uh, Pushed him with his fist? Sort of. Uh, You mean your cowboy friend hit him, is that it? Sort of. -hmm. Well, uh, I'll see what can be done. Meanwhile, this assignment I've got for you, Kent. All right, Chief. What is it? There's a British explorer in town, Sidney Rycroft. He's here on the lecture tour and arrived only a few days ago. I've never met him, but I'm told he's been everywhere and done practically everything. You ought to make a good story. I want you to go up and interview him. He's staying at the Hotel Martin. Okay, I'll call him for an appointment and see him this afternoon. Say, by the way... Uh, wait a minute. Hello? Oh, yes, Lois. It's
5: Lois, Mr. Kent.
3: Guy. I'm glad you called, Lois. You can stay over there at the Historical Society. I'm putting Kent on the job I had in mind for you. Uh, what's that? Yes, yes, he's back. Just got in this morning. All right, all right. I'll make the assignment, and I put Kent on that story. Eight-four, please.
5: Uh, Let's see. The man at the desk said room 814.
3: 814 to your left. Oh, thank you.
5: Gee, this is exciting, Mr. Kent. I've never met an explorer before. It is exciting, isn't it? Let's see. 810, 812, 814. Well, I'll be... Holy mackerel, Mr. Kent. What is that sticking in the door? It's a dagger, Jimmy. A very strange-looking dagger stuck right in the center of the door.
3: What's it mean? I don't have any idea. I've got a feeling we'll soon find out.
5: First, we'll pull that dagger out of the door. Now we'll ring the bell and wait for Mr. Ryecroft to open the door. That's the queerest thing I've ever seen. A dagger stuck into a hotel room door. Well, maybe there's a story here somewhere, Jimmy. Keep your eyes and ears open. Don't worry, I will. I want to get to be as good a reporter as you are, Mr. Kent. Oh.
2: Yes? Oh, how do you do? Uh, I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. I've come to interview Mr. Rycroft, Sidney Rycroft. Oh, oh, come in, please. I'm sure I... What is that you're holding in your hand? Oh, it's a dagger. I just found it stuck in the door. Oh, Mr. Kent, quick, she's going to no. faint. Here, wait. No, no, it's quite all right, really. I I shan't faint. That dagger, it rather bowled me over for a moment. There. Begins to appear as if the cult of Osiris really meant it, after all. cult of Osiris meant what? Osiris, as you know, was an Egyptian god. Yes, but... In Egypt, I was warned to keep out of the tomb where Osiris is believed to have been buried. I was told that death would certainly strike at anyone who broke the seal of that tomb. Well, I broke it. That dagger, Mr. Kent, is a warning... I should think it's your
3: father who has to worry, not you. After all, I take it you merely accompanied him into the tomb. My
2: father? Oh, yes, Sidney Rycroft. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid you misunderstand, Mr. Kent. I'm Sidney Rycroft. Holy mackerel, a girl.
5: What you mean?
3: I beg your pardon, Miss Rycroft. It never occurred to me that the name Sidney... Oh, it's was... quite
2: a common name for a girl in England, oh, Mr. Kent.
3: Yes, of course it is. Well, Miss Rycroft, about that dagger... Oh,
2: I've been through much the same sort of thing before, Mr. Kent, and I flatter myself that I'm rather capable of taking care of myself very well. Look here, Mr. Kent, I should like very much to give you an interview, but I'm pressed for time at the moment. What I well, I'll tell you it. what. I had bought three tickets for the great Gambini tonight. Oh, the magician? Gee, I want to see that myself. Well, I was about to say. You see, I had invited two friends, a man and his wife, to come with me. They called me only a few moments ago and said they couldn't make it, so... Would you and your young friend care to join me tonight? we can have a little chat after the performance. Well... I say yes, Mr. Camp. Gosh, the great Gambini.
3: Youth must be served, Miss Rycroft. Where shall we meet tonight?
2: Why, um, I suggest that you meet me outside the theater at exactly eight <laughs> thirty. Oh
5: gosh, wasn't that funny, Miss Rycroft? It certainly was,
2: Jimmy. Uh, the great Gambini is not only an amazing magician, he's quite a comedian, too. Well, I guess that trick winds up the show. Oh, no. No, there's still one more to come. A disappearing act, I believe. Oh, Oh. sure. See? They're moving a big black box onto the stage. Yes. Yes, and Gambini is holding up his hands for silence.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, I am now about to execute for you a trick which no one has ever been able to solve. you see here on the stage a box. I will place within that box a person from the audience. I will then seal the box. And then, presto, I shall cause not only the person, but the box as well, to vanish into thin air. Uh, may I have from the audience a volunteer, please? Anyone at all, anyone? Uh, you, you, young lady, uh, would you please? She's pointed
2: at you, Miss <laughs> Right. Yes, So I see, but I, I'd rather not. Please, young
4: woman, if I may say so, you're very beautiful, very charming. Oh. You will be a wonderful addition to the performance of this week. Please, I beg you... I'm afraid, Miss Rycroft,
3: you can't refuse a compliment like uh, that. No, I suppose not.
2: (laughs) Oh, very well,
4: I'll go up. (laughs) Thank you, thank you so much. You're very kind of me to come up. Thank you. You you are not afraid? Oh, no, not (laughs) at all. Excellent, excellent. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I place this charming lady inside the black box. So, will you please sit here? Thank you, thank you. So, now I close the lid of the box. So...
5: Please close, Miss Ryecroft, open that box, Mr. Kent. Mm, sort of exciting, isn't
4: it? And now, Presto, your Magnifico, I clap my hands so.
5: Look, the box has disappeared. It isn't there anymore. Just an illusion, Jimmy. All done with mirrors. Oh, wait. Gambini's going to say something.
4: And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes my performance. Good night. Good night, you all. Good night. Concludes well, this
5: performance? Mr. Kent, the train's coming down and Gambini's walked off the stage. And he hasn't made Miss Rycroft appear again.
3: So I see, Jim.
5: Do you you think it's part of the trick?
3: It's part of a trick, all right. A trick I don't think I'm going to like. Come on. Where are we going? We're going backstage to see Gambini. And I've got a feeling the quicker we get back there, the better. Has something really happened to Miss Rycroft, the British explorer? Was the Egyptian dagger a warning of death? Strange adventures are in store for our friends in this new mystery. Adventures which will tax the powers even of Superman. Be sure to hear
4: the next episode of our exciting mystery story with Superman.
3: And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of ordinary men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Assigned to the job of interviewing Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, who had come to America on a lecture tour, Clark Kent discovered the explorer to be a woman, not a man, as he had thought. Miss Rycroft invited Kent and Jimmy to the theater that night to see the performance of a magician named Gambini. As his performance drew to a close, Gambini invited Miss Rycroft to come up on the stage and help him perform a trick of illusion. Placing her in a box, he sealed it and then caused it to disappear. Then, to the astonishment of Kent and Jimmy... Gambini said goodnight and walked off the stage without bringing back the vanished Miss Rycroft. As we join them now, Kent and Jimmy are on their way backstage to see what happened to Miss Rycroft and Gambini. Listen. I should
5: be sure other ones are getting into trouble. All we do is look to see a Sidney Rycroft, a British explorer, to interview him for the paper. First of all, Sidney Rycroft turns out to be a woman, and then we discover that she's being pursued by some Egyptian fanatics. Fanatics, Jimmy. Egyptian fanatics, because she broke the seal of the tomb of Osiris. And now a magician makes her disappear and doesn't bring her back again. Gosh, I wish I was Superman or somebody like that. I could keep up with all these things that happened to us. You're doing all right. Well, here's the street. We'll go around to the stage door. Okay. Gee, I don't know what you're hurrying for, Mr. Kent. Even if the great Gambini wanted to get away, he wouldn't be able to do it this quickly. Well, I'm just not taking any chances, Jim. Ah, here's the stage door. Now to find out if my hunch about Miss Rycroft is right or not. Hmm, door seems to be locked. I will knock. Funny, nobody answers. No, we just keep knocking until
3: someone does answer. Well, I certainly can't understand this. Stage doors are usually open and you don't have to... Wait, the door's opening fuck. There's an old man standing there. Yes. What do you want? I want to see the great Gambini. Who'd you say? The great Gambini. The magician who played here tonight. Uh, uh, Just a minute, young fella. This is some kind of a joke. I don't see anything funny about it. I want to see the great Gambini. Yes, yes, I know. I don't know who's kidding you, young fella. In case
4: you don't know it, I'm telling you now. The great Gambini hasn't played this theater in ten years. He's saying? Last time the great Gambini played here was back in 1924,
3: 25, thereabouts. Matter of fact, we ain't had a performance in this theater for now two
5: years. Oh, you're out of your mind. Well, we just this minute saw the wind up of his performance inside the theater. Yeah, he put a friend of ours in a box, Miss Wycroft. Made her disappear, but he didn't make her come back again. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, you'll probably find her on the moon. you the naked, Now, wait a minute.
3: Not so fast. Stop holding that door. That great Gambini is inside there, and I'm going to see him. Now, get out of my way.
5: Come on, Jim. Oh, Macro, Mr. Kent. Put the dust in here. This place looks as if it hasn't been used in years. Well, what have I been telling you? This dinner's been closed for two years almost. It looks like it, all right. dust on these floors is an inch thick cobwebs all over the place. Mr. Kent, are we going crazy? We did see the great Gambini, didn't we? Wait a minute. There's something queer about all this, and I'm going to find out what it is. I'm telling you we just came from inside the theater, and I
3: can prove it. Come on. Where to? Out onto the stage. There'll be plenty of signs of a performance here tonight, and there'll be no doubting that we saw the great Gambini give a performance. Yeah. Do you see what I see? All those seats, hundreds of them,
5: covered with dust and cobwebs. And the curtain, the curtain we saw come down, all torn and tattered. Mr. Kendall, I'm getting scared. We we did see the great Gambini. How easy does it, Jimmy? You. Yes, yes. Are you convinced now that you're... I want
3: to see the dressing rooms in this theater. You can't convince me that Jimmy Olsen, Miss Sidney Rycroft, and myself didn't see the great Gambini here tonight. I'm telling you... You're telling me nothing. The dressing rooms. I want to see them. And I want to see them right now.
4: Get started. You... This is the last dressing room in the lodge. Here, open the door. Well, go in. All yours.
5: Holy mackerel, Mr. Kent. This is just like all the other dressing rooms. All covered with dust and cobwebs. The man must be right, Mr. Kent. We must be wrong. Yes, I guess we are wrong. Well, sorry to have troubled you.
3: Come on, Jimmy, let's go. You get a him in the first place. You wouldn't find nothing. I've been watching here for nine under two years, and I know there ain't been a performance here in all that time. Yes, yes. Well, good night. What do we do now? Jimmy, I want you to go back to the Daily Planet. Without you? Yes. have got a little investigating
5: to do, and I want to do it alone.
2: All right, team, Mr. Kidd. Do as I...
3: I
5: tell you, Jimmy.
2: Oh, okay.
5: Well, when will you get back to the office? I don't know. Now, scoot. Okay. See you later. All right. I needed to get rid of Jimmy, but I had to do it.
3: Now, to go back into that theater... As Superman. Can't seem to find a clue. Not a single clue. Why I'd expect to find one way up here on the balcony, I don't know. Funny. whole theater darkened except for the light through that skylight. Dust all over the place. Dust and cobwebs. I know, I know I saw a performance here tonight. Gambini did make Miss Sidney Rycroft disappear into thin air. That was a shock to begin with, discovering that Sidney Rycroft, the English explorer, was a woman and not a man. Well, i bet... Better... Wait. Lights. Lights have gone up on the stage. Now, oh, that's the funniest.
6: Hmm,
3: that little old man, the one Jimmy and I were just talking to, was walking out onto the stage. i better watch this carefully. Yep. Yeah. He's rapping on the stage floor
6: with his knuckles. That thing tells me a ah, panel is sliding back in the floor of the stage. I'd better get down close to where I can see Here, what's happening?
4: All right, boys.
3: All's clear. Did you get rid of that oh, guy? I'm sure, no trouble at all. Empty these cars out in the back right now. Hmm. Better bring your girl out. Everything okay? Yeah, we got a gag and tied up. Good. All right, then. Make it snippy. All right, you guys. Let's get the girl out to the car. Take it easy. Ah, shut up. sister. nobody can hear you anyway. You're wrong about that. What the devil? Who said that? Look. Look up there in the box. The guy in the red clothes. Look, the girl down, you guys. Looks like we got a little job to take care of first.
6: You bet you have.
3: Did you see to leap, that damn thing. From the box to the stage? All right, you men, what's going on here? Wouldn't you like to know? How
4: me hand, I busted my hand. Yes,
3: and here's where
6: I break your
4: head. Oh, get yeah. him, get him, you guys. Get Come in. on, gentlemen. Oh. One down. Two down.
3: Oh. Well, that's that. Now then, Miss Rycroft, we'll remove that very annoying gag from your mouth. There.
2: Oh. Oh, I, I don't know who you are, but I'm deeply grateful to you, We'd better get out of here.
3: Oh, no. Not before I question these men. There are a lot of questions that need answering. Oh,
2: they won't be able to tell you. They're, they're just common food tired by Gambini. They don't know anything. Oh, please, let's get away from here.
6: Well, all right. Come on.
2: Oh, thank you so much for what you've done. But, but who are you? Why are you dressed that way? Never mind that. Not
3: important. Now, perhaps I'd better see you to your hotel. Oh, no.
2: No, please. I, I'll be all right. I... I was caught off my guard tonight, and I I can't explain, but, but I'll be all right from here on. Well,
3: I can't allow you to... Oh, don't
2: worry. I've got a gun, and I know how to use it. I'll get in the cab, and I'll be all right. Oh, wait. Uh, would you do me another favor?
6: Why, of course.
2: There's a man named Clark Kent, a reporter on the Daily Planet. Uh, would you telephone him, please, and tell him I'm safe, and... That he mustn't come to see me again.
6: Mustn't come to see you again?
2: That's right. Tell him to just forget about the interview and the story and everything.
6: Very well, I'll call him.
2: Clark Kent, Daily Planet. That's right. And thank you.
3: Thank you again. Goodbye. Excuse me, please. Oh, certainly, Mr. What Here's the wife thing. Oh, hello, Lois. I don't know what's happened to Kent. I sent him out to interview Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer, and the next thing I know, Jimmy Olsen shows up here with a fantastic story about a woman disappearing in a theater that hadn't been used in years, and I don't know what else. What? I don't know, Lois. All I know is Kent better be able to explain all this, or he gets his walking papers tonight. Yes. Goodbye. Of all the idiots.
4: Perhaps, Mr. White, the young man will explain
3: everything. eh? I doubt it. We'll have to be pretty good. Yeah, what a day. And I spent most of it trying to get his blasted cowboy friend, Tumbleweed Jones, out of jail. I finally succeeded, did not I? Oh, Chief. I'll see you right away. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you had someone else with you. Quite all right, Kent. Come do come in. Now, tell me, Kent. Did you make out all right on the interview with Sidney Rycroft? Well, that's the story. First thing I discovered was that Sidney Rycroft is a woman, not a man. A woman, eh? Yes. And then... when what? We... I've had enough of this. If you can't attend a business, if you can't do your job as it should be done... Wait a minute, Chief. Wait a minute. What are you driving at? Trying to hoodwink me, are you? Well, I happen to know, Kent, that you spent the day gallivanting around town enjoying yourself. Huh? You never did go to see Sidney Rycroft for that interview, and I can prove it. Oh, Kent. Well, prove it, then. This gentleman sitting on my right, Mr. Kent. Permit me to introduce him to you. Mr. Kent, may I present Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer. Mr. Sidney Rycroft, Kent. Mr. Sidney Rycroft. Well, Superman seems to be getting into another baffling mystery. What is the solution to the strange incident in the theater? Why did the beautiful English girl claim to be Sidney Rycroft? Be sure to hear the next episode of this thrilling and baffling mystery story with Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! (laughs) Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen have become deeply involved in another baffling mystery. Assigned by Editor White to interview Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, Kent discovered the explorer was a woman, not a man. Miss Rycroft confided to Kent and Jimmy the fact that her life was in danger because she had dared to break the seal of the tomb of Osiris in Egypt. Our friends accompanied Miss Rycroft to the theater that night, where, in a weird adventure, Superman foiled an attempt on the girl's life. Having seen Miss Rycroft safely to her hotel, Kent returned to Editor White's office at the Daily Planet, where a fresh surprise awaited him. Listen. Oh, Sidney Rycroft is a woman, eh, Kent? That's right, Chief. But look here, suppose we discuss this later, huh? I see you've got a visitor. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, well, I don't Wright? I'm inclined to think, Kent, that my visitor would be very much interested in your decidedly weird story. Why should he be interested in it, Chief? Because he happens to be Sidney Rycroft. Huh? You mind if I sit down, Chief? I'm beginning to feel a little dizzy. What's gotten into you, Kent? Oh. I send you and Jimmy Olsen out to interview Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer. You're gone all afternoon and all night. Jimmy comes back and tells me some weird story about a theater disappearing or some such thing. And then you bounce in. Tell me you've been with Rycroft all day, then that Rycroft is a woman. When all the time Rycroft is sitting right here in my office. Uh, look, look here. Uh, I'd rather you couldn't argue with me. What... I don't understand this at all. Chief, I give you my word, I went to the hotel you named and asked for Sydney Rycroft. And when Jimmy and I got to Rycroft's apartment, a girl opened the door. She told me that she was Sidney Rycroft. Yes, yes, Kent. Go on. Well, she said she had two extra tickets for the great Gambini tonight, and would Jimmy and I care to go with her? Well, we went. Gambini called for a volunteer from the audience to help him in a disappearing act, and Miss Rycroft went up onto the stage. Oh, you went to see the great Gambini, did you, Kent? That's right, Chief. You're lying, Kent. You know as well as I do that Gambini died ten years ago. We saw someone who called himself the Great Gambini. Go on, go on with your story, Kent. I just want to see how far your feverish imagination can go. Oh, Chief, believe me, I'm telling you the truth. Gambini put Miss Rycroft into a box and caused the box to disappear. And then he walked off the stage and the curtain came down. And uh, Miss Rycroft did not reappear, eh? That's right. Hmm. Jimmy and I were worried, so we went backstage to see what had happened. Well, that's when we got the shock of our lives. We found an old man back there, a watchman, who said the theater had been closed for years. And to bear him out, there was dust and cobwebs all over the place. Oh, Mr. Firewood. Go on, Kent, go on. Your imagination is amazing. Honestly, Chief, this is all on the level. What do you mean, on the level? Kent, you've either invented this thing or you've dreamed it. Well, what about Jimmy? We both couldn't have dreamed the same thing. Jimmy will believe anything you tell him. But go on with this fairy tale of yours. What happened after you discovered the theater hadn't been used in years? Why... uh, Nothing. We... uh, We we left the place. Why did Jimmy come back here alone? Well, I wanted to be by myself for a while. I wanted to think the thing out. Think it out, eh? Then you'd better go home and sleep it off, Kent. But, Mr. White, well, I. Really, think... look here. I, I feel frightfully guilty about this whole thing. I, I don't know quite what it's all about, but I do feel that I'm somewhat to blame. On the contrary, no, 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 Mr. Whitecroft, I... we've imposed upon you. But I'll make it up to you. Instead of one article about you and your globe-trotting adventures, we'll run a series. No. Only this time I'll get someone I can trust to do it. <coughs> ah, yeah. Is Kent in here, Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed Jones. I'd almost forgotten all about you. So the chief got you out of jail, didn't he? He sure did, and I'm mighty grateful to him. And ah. you can show your gratitude by staying out of my office. This cowboy friend of yours, Kent, has given me more trouble than six other people put together.
6: Mister White, you're a mighty fine hombre, but at that temper you don't need sweetening. Yeah, here. Here's some fudge.
4: I don't want any of your blasted fudge. Oh, Kent, I wish you were
3: still out west somewhere. I wish you would never arrived back here this morning. I wish... I wish you'd get out of here and take this jumping weed or whatever his name is with you. Well, Chief, go on, go on, get out, get out. Hey, okay, okay, let's go, Tumbleweed.
6: Right with you, son. Over here, son. Say, uh... What's Mr. White raising all that dust about, Kent?
3: I can't explain now, Tumbleweed. One thing I do know...
6: Well, what's that, Kent? Listen...
3: Tonight, Jimmy and I saw a performance given by the great Gambini. Now I'm given to understand that Gambini died ten years ago. Well? Well, that man inside there with Editor White claims to be Sidney Rycroft, the explorer. Now, his name may be Rycroft, all right. But when I saw him on the stage tonight, he called himself the great Gambini. You mean to tell me that that fella in there is two people? Why, what
6: kind of sense can you make out of that?
3: I can't make any kind of sense out of it yet, Tumbleweed. Well, I will before I'm through. Look, you care to come with me? I'll tell you the whole story on the way. Where are you bound for? I'm going to jump in a cab and go back to the hotel where I just left Miss Sidney Rycroft. I'm going to get to the bottom of this mess right now.
6: Well, Kent, that sure is the most low-code story I ever did hear.
3: First thing I've got to determine for sure, Tumbleweed, is which of these two people, the man or the woman, is really Sidney Rycroft.
6: Yeah, and uh, supposing you find out, then where are you?
3: Well, that remains to be seen. A lot of questions that need answering. That business tonight of the girl disappearing, and the theater having the appearance of not having been used in years. That was all an elaborate trick, I'm sure. I'll find out how it was accomplished in time. But why should anyone go to all that trouble? You got me. Another thing, Tumbleweed... You can't make me believe that these Egyptian fanatics or whatever you call them would follow that girl all the way around the world merely because she'd broken the seal of the Tomb of Osiris. Now, I'm convinced there's something more to it than that. Well, you figure it out, kid. I can. I'll know a lot more than I know now once I've talked with the girl who calls herself Sydney Rycroft. Oh, here we are. Here's the hotel where she's staying. All right, there you are, driver. Thanks, bud. Come on, Tumbleweed. Right with you, kid. I, I've come to see Miss Sidney Rycroft. Will you announce me, please? The name is Kent, Clark Kent. Certainly, sir. I'll ring up her room. Miss Sidney Rycroft, please. What
6: beats me, Kent, is how you rescued the girl from them hombres after you found her backstage.
3: I didn't know you was a fighting man. Eh? Oh, the, that was nothing. Most of them ran off. Scared to death they were getting into trouble, I guess. I'm afraid it wasn't much of a fight. Uh, Miss Rycroft doesn't answer, sir. Oh, uh, keep trying, please. Ring Miss Rycroft again, operator.
6: Say, uh. You don't reckon something's happened to that gal again, do you?
3: I not know, Tumbleweed. Funny she doesn't answer. Hello? Miss Ryecroft? Oh. This is the dad.
6: He got it all right.
3: Uh, Mr. Clark can't to see you. Shall I have him come up? Oh, uh, very well, Miss Ryecroft. Uh, Miss Ryecroft says she'll come down if you don't mind waiting. Gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's funny, Tumbleweed. Why should she object to our coming up? She didn't this afternoon. Well, don't ask me,
6: can't I? I? Never did understand women. But now don't you go to breaking a stirrup. It's you and me just sit down here in the lobby and wait and let that female get
3: you. Come on, I'm worried. We've waited in this lobby for over 30 minutes and still no sign of Miss Rycroft.
6: Better ask that fella at the desk to call up again.
3: No. No, what we'd better do is go right on up to her room. Come on.
6: But Kent, she said to wait down here
3: till she came down. Well, maybe she did, but I'm not waiting. Come on, we're taking the elevator up to the 8th floor. 8th floor, please. Come on, Tumbleweed. She's in room 814. Right with you, kid. Oh, here we are. I'll ring
6: Sounds as quiet as a grave inside there.
3: Yeah, mm, sounds too quiet. See, look, Kate.
6: Huh? You see, door ain't even shut tight.
3: I can't. But... Why, well, George, you're right. That's funny. I think we'd better have a look inside.
6: Suffering guile's Kent.
3: Look at this place. Yeah, we're too late. Everything turned upside down. Furniture scattered all over the place. There must have been a struggle, Tumbleweed. Well, I'll say, it appears to me is how they made off of the gal. Tumbleweed. Hey, here. Remember while we were waiting downstairs, that heavily-veiled woman got off the elevator? That old woman, you mean, supported by the two men? Old woman, nothing. Unless I miss my guess, that veiled woman was Miss Sidney Rycroft. Well, brother, what are we waiting for? We're not. Come on. The quicker we get downstairs, the better... Yes, sir. I'm the doorman of this hotel. How long have you been on duty? Five hours. Why? A woman, heavily veiled and supported by two men, went out the door about half an hour ago. Did you notice them? Why, yeah, yeah, I did. I called a cab for them. Where were they going? Do you know? Why, yeah, I heard one of the men give the driver an address on Water Street. But look here, you, what are you? What was the address? What's it to you? Anyhow, I don't remember. Would, uh, would this help you to remember? Ten bucks? Well, uh, let me see now. Come on, what Uh, was the address? Uh, Yes, sir. I remember now. It was 417 Water Street. 417 Water Street. Tumbleweed. Yeah, Ken? I want you to do something for me. Go back to the office and send the cable to the Explorer's Club in London. Just say, is Sidney Rycroft a man or a woman? And sign my name. But, Ken, I... Do as I tell you. I'll see you later. around the corner now, out of sight. Now, let's see. The address the doorman gave me was 417 Water Street. Well, it looks as if I'll have to pay a visit to that address. And I think this is a job for Superman. What is the answer to this strange puzzle? What will Superman find when he arrives at 417 Water Street? Will he manage to save the girl from whatever danger threatens... And what is the solution to this baffling mystery? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, a mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, as Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, are now in the midst of another strange mystery. Going to a certain hotel to interview Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, Kent discovered the explorer was a woman, not a man. Miss Rycroft told Kent that she is been pursued by a group of fanatics because she had broken the seal of the tomb of Osiris in Egypt. Going back to his office, Kent found Editor White with a man who claimed to be the real Sidney Rycroft. Returning to the hotel with Tumbleweed Jones, to check the girl's story, Kent discovered to his dismay that the girl was no longer there. And he realized at once that she had fallen into the hands of the men who saw her life. And now we've joined Superman as he flies across the darkened city, searching for the missing girl. Listen. This is the weirdest thing I've ever gotten mixed up in. I certainly can't understand what happened at that theater. Ah. Oh. Now there's Water Street below me. 417 ought to be just about down there. Just about where that light is shining up through a skylight. I'll drop down and have a look through that skylight. I'll land on the roof, but i better do it lightly. Now to look down through that skylight and see. Oh, and look. There's Miss Rycroft sitting at a table. She's tied up. Strange-looking man sitting across from her. Sort of oriental in appearance. He must be one of the Egyptians who's been pursuing her. Uh, My super hearing will help me in this case. All I have to do is lay my ear close to this skylight
2: to hear every word that we... My dear Miss
1: Rycroft, believe me when I say that uh, we
2: intend you no harm. So, you mean me no harm, eh? These devils of yours climb through my hotel room window, dash me over the head and bring me here. But you mean me no harm. One of us is slightly off his face, my friend. Uh, You do
1: not understand, Miss Rycroft. It is merely that my friends and I wish to regain
2: what rightfully belongs to us. Now you look here. All I did was to break the seal of the tomb of Osiris in the face of some rather shilly and fanatical opposition. But uh, you misunderstand
1: that you broke the seal of the tomb is a small matter. Indeed, a very small matter. That you entered the tomb. That the feet of an infidel trod the sacred floor of the tomb. That, too, is a small matter compared to this other. What other? What are you talking about? Uh, we play the game. You pretend you do not
2: know. I give you my word I don't know. I thought you and your oriental devils were after me because I'd broken the seal of the tomb. I rather fancied when you caught me, you kill me. But there seems to be a bit more to it.
1: A great deal more, Miss Rycroft. Very well, then, out with it. What is it? What do you want? We want the sacred black pearl of Osiris. What? Uh, the English woman. She who displayed nerve and courage. Now she grows pale. She trembles a little.
2: You mean to say you... You believe I have the black pearl of Osiris? Of a certainty. Oh, but I haven't believed me.
1: Well, she trembles so charmingly. But I, uh, did I not know the facts of the matter, I should be inclined to believe her. But I do know the facts, Miss Rycroft. And I do know that you have in your
2: possession the 6 and black pearl of Osiris. No, no, that's not right. You've got it all wrong. You have it. Now, listen to me. You think just because I broke the seal of the tomb and dared to go into it, you think I took the pearl away with me? We know you did. But I haven't got it, I tell you.
1: The expedition into the tomb of Osiris was led by two people, yourself and Sir Charteris Andrews. The chocolate does not have the pearl. Of that we are sure. Therefore, you must have it. Of that, too, we are sure. Well,
2: that explains everything. Explains what? That business at the theater where the great Gambini caused me to disappear, where I didn't remember anything until I found myself found and guessed. I know nothing of that. What? Uh, why should we go to such trouble when we could so easily carry you off as we did tonight? Oh, I'm sure I don't know. But look here. You've got to believe me. Oh, by heavens, man, I'm no vandal. I know what the sacred black pearl means to those who worship Osiris. Why, to steal the pearl would be sacrilege. Exactly. That is why, Miss Rycroft, my friends and I
1: have come all the way across the world to reclaim it. But I tell you, I didn't steal it. I did not tell you stole it. I merely say, you have it. Well, certainly if I had it, I'd know about it, wouldn't I? You do know about it. Oh, come. Come, Miss Rycroft. We waste time. Ah, the black pearl of the Osiris. Where is it? I don't know. I have a tender heart, Miss Rycroft. Do not cause me the pain of forcing you to tell me where the pearl is. Isn't there anything that'll
2: convince you? Nothing. Well... And I guess I knew that. But it's only sporting to warn you, gentlemen. Your efforts to make me talk will meet with failure because I simply can't tell you what you want to know. We shall see about that. And Batik,
1: yes, you know what to do. Ah, uh, you are sure, Miss Raico? You do not wish to talk, dear yes, fellow, my lad. If I could talk, I would, but I can't. So carry on. Very well. But he it will be necessary to release her first,
2: untie the cords. Yes, at once. Well, that's a decided relief. Mm, my hands have rather gone off to sleep. Oh, removing the cords from my feet as well, eh? Sporting, of you, to say the least. Keep your hands away from the pocket of your coat, Miss Rycroft. Why should I? Especially when I have a neat little automatic concealed in this inside pocket you never bother to search. Tommy,
1: she have got it.
2: Oh, I see. Charming little toy, isn't it, gentlemen? It was given to me by Sir Charles Andrews himself just before I left Cairo. And now it looks as if it's going to come in rather... <gasps> oh, it's I'll take all of you! Oh, will take you all! There. Finally
1: done, Peremacy. You came up behind our little spitfire and grabbed her wrist just in time. Now then, Miss Rykoff, we have the gun, And there is nothing else you can do. You are powerless.
4: Oh. Well, where?
6: Well. Look at this.
1: oh, how did you get in here?
6: Tumbleweed, my name, Tumbleweed Jones. Have some fun. Maybe you fellas ain't got a sweet tooth.
2: Oh, Tumbleweed, my lad, I haven't the grubbiest notion who you are, but you've certainly come in the nick of time. But how'd you get here? A
6: friend of mine, Clark Kent and myself, found out you had been sort of hog-tied and brought here. Oh. Kent came on here to help you after sending me on an errand. Plenty to admit, Emma, I didn't do the errand. I didn't want to miss out on a fun, so I come right along and... Looks like I got here for him.
1: Whoever you are, do not move. I have in my hand the gun that was this moment taken from Miss Rycroft. One move and I shoot. One
6: move, huh? Well, maybe if I make it... Will
1: you... Oh!
6: I didn't make it quick
1: enough. Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot to mention I am a good shot. I'm so sorry. I think, Fanny, you shall be safe on the floor for a little while.
6: Yes, hey, Sandy. I kind of got a feeling you're all right. Uh,
1: and now, Miss Rykoff, we proceed to make you tell us where is the sacred black pearl of Osiris. But think, I think... <laughs>
3: Sorry to crash in this way, gentlemen, but I thought it was about time I took a hand. Dufferin Kyle, it's you again.
1: Uh, who are you? Where did you come
5: from? Oh, who I am
3: doesn't matter. As you can see, I came through the skylight. I think, gentlemen, that you've been in control of this situation long enough. I'm taking over.
1: Oh, you are. Hurry him! him! Well, come on, don't
3: hang back. Oh, we've all had enough, eh? Good. Now then, we'll just herd you all into this next room and lock you in. I'll be back to question you later.
1: Yeah, we'll regret it. You. We'll talk
3: about that later. In you go, all of you. There. I think that'll hold him for a while. Oh, i got to get this tumbleweed lad to a hospital at once. That's right, Groff.
2: I still don't know who you are, but once again, I'm deeply in your debt. Never
3: mind that. I want you to get back to your hotel and lock yourself in until I send you word everything is all right. I don't think those gentlemen locked in the next room will bother you for a while. Do you do as I say? Oh,
2: yes, yes, of course. Very
3: well, then we we'll leave at once. Tumbleweed, can you walk? I've got a bullet in my leg, but I reckon I ain't dead yet. Good, let's go. You know? Yes.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh nothing, and. <laughs> well, really, you take the trumpet. Quiet.
6: Hello. I want to talk to Clark Kent. Oh, who's this, Jimmy? Well, Jimmy, this is Jumboe. Yeah, I... Well, I'm a calling from a hospital. Uh, now, 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 don't go flying off the handle, little laughing squirrel. It ain't nothing but a leg wound. What's that? No, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll I tell you about it when I see you. Now, don't feel bad at all. And a lot worse in my time. Well, Jimmy, I just called to tell Kent what happened to me. You tell him for me, will you? All right. Goodbye. Well, now that I have notified Kim, I guess I can turn over and get a little sleep. Funny thing about that guy crashing in through the skylight. you understand that? But he's so come in the nickel. Oh, that you, nurse? Nurse? Hey, it's, it's dark in here and I can't see. Who's there? Why chance in it.
3: Who is it? Who? Who's in here? Yes, who is in Tumbleweed's room at the hospital? Who is the strange visitor who enters in the dark and doesn't answer when spoken to? Is Tumbleweed being involved in this baffling mystery? And will Superman get close to its solution? Be sure to hear the next episode of this weird and absorbing mystery story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman!
0: Alright everyone and there you have it Episodes 1 through 4 of The Black Pearl of Osiris If you enjoyed these episodes And I really hope you did Uh, You can look back in our catalog. Just look for uh, episodes titled The Superman Radio Show, and you can listen to a lot more of these. Uh, If you want to hear the rest of this story arc, just keep an eye on our catalog. Like I said at the beginning, every time we take a day off, we're going to give you a few more episodes of this story arc. Don't forget to go to www.candarepodcast.com. See everything that's going on there. You can listen to the show, read up on past episodes, see the Wall of Justice, watch videos, all kinds of stuff you can do on there. Uh, Don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at canned underscore air i think that's going to do it for this week so until next time i am jeremy colley and i thank you for listening
3: superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in action comics magazine seen see this movie
0: but wait timmy's blind but what am i supposed to do why not try a podcast spirit spirit all the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the canned air podcast finally a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation now we know and knowing is half the battle gi joe